0: Local. 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 Hi, and welcome to A Little Local. I'm your host, Ara Moody, and today we are speaking with my grandma, Katherine Nelson-Peterson. She is a 7th and 8th grade teacher at Great Expectations School in Grand Ray. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Ara.
1: Good morning.
0: Good morning. Thank you so much for talking to us. Of
1: course.
0: All right. So, You are currently in self-isolation on, uh, way back from Costa Rica, correct? I am, yes. Okay, so...
1: I'm going into my fourth day.
0: All right. Tell us about your trip to Costa Rica.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, I, uh, traveled with 16 of my students Mm. and, um, three other adult chaperones. Okay. Two, two employees of the school and one parent. Alright. And while we were there we our our purpose in going was to do a service learning project at a school in Santa Cruz, which is in the province of Guanacosta.
0: Nice. And that kinda leads me to my next question. Why did you choose to go? So I guess it's the service learning program, did you say?
1: Well, yes, the organization is called Squads Abroad. Okay. The parent company is Global Brigades and they match students and volunteers of all kinds with uh, local communities and our focus was education and we went in and um, worked on a school there that is underfunded and we uh, were under the direction of the principal and she wanted us to paint the entire school on the outside. abroad uh, volunteers had already been there and done some work so we were adding to what they had started there and that was our main purpose in going to make a difference and give back to the community there
0: that's so great and then uh so you you said you had 16 kids with you yeah okay um how sc- excuse me I just need to look at my notes how long did it take to get there
1: Well, because of where we live, you know, up on the North Shore, it always takes, uh, you know, a a day of travel, really, just to get to the airport. So we drove that first day and went to a hotel, stayed overnight, and then we got up really early on the day that we flew out. Okay. Um, And it only took us, it was a five-hour flight once we got to the airport. Um, We got up at about, I think we were awake by in the morning or a little earlier. We had some breakfast and then we got to the airport by five and our plane left at seven twenty that first morning. And then we were in Costa Rica by quarter to one in the afternoon.
0: Nice. Okay. Um a bit of
1: a time change.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I bet actually.
1: Well they um don't have daylight savings time, so they were it was an hour
0: earlier when we landed. We, we were at Grandpa's when we were texting you and stuff. We looked that up and we figured out they don't have daylight savings time. Oh, wow. Okay, so you guys
1: were kind of tracking us. Yeah. While we were in
0: the air. It was fun. Great.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, how old were the kids that went with you? And then you said how many chaperones? Uh,
1: three. So two employees at the school, two paraprofessionals that work in my classroom, and then one parent. Okay. So four, four adults and 16 kids, which worked out mathematically really slick because each adult then uh, had four of the students to kind of manage in the airport. Not that they needed a lot of that because they were very, um, I don't want to say well-behaved because that sounds like it's a negative been. I mean, they were just very mature and cooperative. They followed directions. They, if they had fears or were worried about going through security or any of that, they certainly handled it very well. And, but so each of the rounds had a, a passport squads of four, and then we got through all of the, you know, showing documentation and, and security and things like that that can be a little daunting. Um, in that way,
0: we broke down into those, those smaller groups. All right. Uh, so, if you want to, do you want any details about, because I remember that, uh, could you go into more detail about when you were in Costa Rica? Like, because I think I heard about, but when you were actually working around, and where did you guys stay, actually?
1: You know, I, yeah, I would, I think I'm going off of your, going on a tangent, that's not really answering your question, though, so you, I think you asked me before how old the kids were, was that right, Errol?
0: Oh, yeah, no, 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 don't worry about that, everything is great, I mean, I just, I need as much details as I can get.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, well, just for the record, I'll say that they're... They are 7th and 8th graders, so the age range was 12 to 14 because some of them are still turning 13 if they're in 7th grade. All right. And Mm -hmm. some of them are still turning 14 if they're in 8th grade.
0: Great. Thank you.
1: Just to clarify that. All right. So then uh, more detail about what we did when we were down there.
0: Yes, please. Thank you so much.
1: Well, one of the really interesting things is that Guanacaste, that province that is in the Nicoya Peninsula, if you look on a map of Costa Rica, that is considered one of the blue zones in the world Hmm. which means that it's a place in the world that has been studied where um, people live really long and um, not just long lives, but very fulfilled lives and um, so we, that's where we stayed, in that area. And in the particular lodge that we stayed at, um, it was called a hotel, but it, it, I think that conjures up um, a conventional kind of vision for us that wouldn't quite match what it was.
0: Yeah.
1: Exactly. There were these cabins um, that ha- that were really awesome. They were kind of like in Northwestern cabin and they were made out of wood and they had high ceilings with kind of an open beam construction and bunk beds in there and each cabin had its own bathroom. It was spacious and wonderful and then outside of the cabin there were hammocks there for us to hang out and enjoy the beautiful weather which is very hot. Really? Um,
0: I'm envious. (laughs)
1: Well, within the 90s, and so oh my for us coming from the North Shore, I think it was a little um, difficult to make that adjustment, but we all handled it very, very well. Um,
0: It's Phillip. Right. I, that's right. amazing.
1: And he um, certainly represented uh, people who are from the Blue Zone and that he was very vital. I mean, he had some health problems and he needed assistance walking, but he was very um, mentally sharp and, and talking to us and doing the crossword puzzle every day and and reading his newspaper and uh, very engaging and very generous. They were so kind and and loving. And um, so they were there the entire time. They lived in a separate quarters and then we had an open air dining room. There was a small pool on the campus. There were beautiful fruit trees, huge mango trees and uh, palm trees with coconuts. Do you pick mangoes and
0: coconuts? that again? Did you pick mangoes and coconuts?
1: Oh yes, that first day it was just so joyful. The kids just ran and were picking all kinds of fruit and um, exploring that. They were so excited to see those. They were just beautiful, huge trees. I had no idea. And then other fruits that we really didn't know the name of, so the kids research on their names and then there was a groundskeeper who took time to help us they had special tools to pick the fruits that were really high up and Beatrice went around and she went out daily um and she had these really cool like dresses that had these deep pockets that were primarily for going around and harvesting the fruit and bringing them back to the kitchen that's and, um, amazing. So as we learned about the fruit, the kids experimented and ate different things that they had never tried. Um, so that was really exciting and, and different than how we live here, of course. And um, then there were also howler monkeys that came every day at 5 p.m.
0: Oh! <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and they would fill the trees and then uh, make their noises which isn't really a howl. It more. It sounded like a low, like kind of almost like a dog barking. It's kind of, if you took an intake of breath, I'd try it, but I'm not very practiced at it. The students had it down by the time we left. Not all, but some of them were pretty good. <laughs> but we could see them in the trees.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe, like, just all that. I mean, here we see deer and we're used to that but i'm sure mm-hmm. down there like those people francisco and beatrice they're used to the howler monkeys you know
1: oh yes their hotel is named uh, i can't say it in spanish very well but iguanas y congos and that means iguanas obviously the lizard and then congos are
0: the howler monkeys <laughs> that's really funny
1: yeah
0: i would love to say there it sounds beautiful there
1: I would go back there, um, just in a heartbeat. I hope someday that I would be able to. I'd love to take you there, honey. You would just love it. One of the other things is there was a hotel dog, which very much reminded me of the East Bay, of course.
0: Yes, of course.
1: And his name was Terry, and he was so cute.
0: What breed was he? Do you know?
1: Uh, I was going to look that up. He was smallish. He had short hair, um... He was black and kind of caramel color yeah he had um ears that folded over
0: oh cute kind of like so cedar and sumac except cedar and yeah, sumac are big smaller yeah he
1: almost looked like he had some doberman pincher like you know miniature version of that but not um i think they have ears that stick up straight correct
0: Uh, yeah, I think they're, like, ears that stick up straight, but, like, the top kind of folds down.
1: Yeah, I think he was a combination. I'm not sure. I should look, I should look it up. And then he had, even though he was small of stature, he had longer legs.
0: Okay. Huh, that's so... Wow, that's
1: amazing. And Francisco only spoke in Spanish. Mm. And, um... Of course, I have very limited Spanish, but we were able to communicate, which was really fun. But she did say that Terry, um, he was very friendly, but he's also pretty fierce. And he uh, takes care of the ground by killing a lot of snakes.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's a brave dog.
1: Yeah, I think so, too.
0: Wow. That's incredible. Because, like, that's no easy business going after. Are they, like, venomous? Snakes? Err. Or...
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Did you see any?
1: We saw one when we went to a coffee plantation. It was very thin and and really long, and I'm not sure what what type exactly. Mm. But um, yeah, snakes aren't something we saw a lot of, but we were aware of them, and yeah, we saw scorpions.
0: Oh my gosh, very would be so happy.
1: Oh really? She
0: loves well, scorpions. Uh-huh.
1: But yeah, it was really, that was fun. Um, okay, so, and that was the place we stayed, the wonderful food. And, and every day for almost every meal, they serve beans and rice. That's a staple. Okay. Um, we left for our job every morning by uh, around 8. Hmm. our call time yep and then we worked until we until lunchtime oh wow so okay the, yeah in the morning Well the first day we worked in the afternoon it was pretty hot yeah we changed schedule and um worked in the mornings before it got too hot
0: Yep. because it isn't it like when t- what time is when it's like most hot? Is it like two o'clock or?
1: I think it begins to get really hot. Um, that's a good question. I'm not quite sure exactly, but I would think it intensifies when the the sun is directly overhead like that, right? And then by early afternoon to, to late, it's really intense. So probably between noon and two o'clock is both down and it starts to feel a little better a little relieved. there was always a, a breeze which was nice
0: yeah well actually are you do you have any more uh things to tell us about in that regard
1: um in terms of where we stayed
0: yeah in terms of where you stayed and what you did for work or what your jobs so were. were
1: um you know the students were working when it was 99 degrees
0: oh my god so it got up right. to 100 degrees there
1: well I I think it was pretty close I think the day that we felt um I mean we acclimated pretty well but I had to ask them like how they were feeling about their day's work did they achieve their goals or you know just checking in
0: yeah
1: and several of them said well I felt I felt sluggish stay. I don't know why, just kind of tired or slow moving. And um, I think I could have done more. They were saying things like that. And then later, when I looked at what the temperature had been, I had to tell them, you know, you were working in 99 degree temperatures. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> so they would give themselves a break. That was pretty hot to be painting. Yeah. Um, one of the things that happened is before we left, uh, and what is typical with the squads well, abroad is that students would interact with the kids in the school um, that they're working at.
0: Oh, cool!
1: Yeah, that's a pretty common thing that they would have been in the classrooms and meeting them directly, and and uh, they were the, our my students were looking forward to that very much, but of the coronavirus, before we arrived, the community and the parents, the families of the children who attended the school, which, by the way, was called um, Owl School, Uh um, they had decided that they thought it was too risky for their kids to be exposed to the students um, from great expectations because of the coronavirus.
0: Oh, yeah. That's too bad. Um,
1: well, one—it's because the first cases in Costa Rica were U.S. citizens.
0: Oh, really? Um,
1: yeah, the first identified. So they were too afraid because it was too risky for their kids, and we respected that. But that was disappointing. Um, so when we worked at the school, we never we never met the students there. Mm. I had asked if um, the teachers might get us pictures of the students, so the kids, so we all could see who they were and just put a face to those students who we were essentially working for. Yeah. And, um, so they did make a slideshow for us, a PowerPoint, so we could see them. So that was really cool.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Um, yeah, and then one day there was, on the very last day, uh, the daughter of one of the teachers came and read a thank you to us, which was very nice. So we did get to meet her.
0: That's really nice. Well, we've been talking a lot about what you guys, where you guys stayed and what you did for work, but did you guys, I think didn't you go to the beach and did you do any zip lining? Mm,
1: we did. So, um, we had one day off while we were there and that was Sunday.
0: Okay.
1: And before we left, we had discussed quite a bit like whether or not we would go on an excursion is what we called it Um, we had other enrichment activities in the afternoon learning about the culture and that kind of thing but the excursion was more of um, you know play time and the parents had decided that they thought that was a good idea they had voted and and discussed that so we um, were going to go to a big big part that had a zip line and nature hike and and that was all prearranged before we went but because of the coronavirus we had to start choosing activities differently and at the leaders at glass abroad who were assigned to us and they were with us all the time um they we were concerned that the original plan that there were too many crowds there yeah and we were trying to avoid that so then um he made a, an arrangement with a friend um, who he knew, who worked at um, and had connections with this kind of off-grid uh, property that offered zipline. Not as it wasn't as grand as the original plan, but um, we were able to have like a private lesson, and it was only our group at that zipline in this slightly off-grid uh, resort place. which was kind of amazing he made all of these special arrangements for us so that we could still take the kids on those um fun you know experiences without putting them and all of us at risk being in and among big crowds of tourists yeah so yeah and then we had a um he had arranged for this meal for us it was a buffet. without any other people there so that it could be really managed really well in terms of um, being safe with food handling and just our group together. And So that was really cool. Uh, I did not go on the zip line. I stood on the platform and I could see everybody coming in as they did. Uh, And I was not regretful that I didn't do it.
0: No, no.
1: (laughs) give myself a break because, as you know, I was going to physical therapy and um, chiropractic sessions, getting ready to leave.
0: Yeah.
1: I uh, to make remember, so I thought, this is foolish if I undo all of that in one uh, zip line. Yep. Section. So I uh, bowed out of that.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, stayed up in the there was an open-air restaurant
0: with the zip line and the platforms you know, you could just step
1: out from under the awning and and see them go by and, and be there when they stopped and got
0: on a different route huh well we but have been s- after, oh go ahead please. uh we've been speaking with katherine Olson peterson she's a seventh and eighth grade teacher at GES. anything else you want to add grandma
1: So grateful that my students and I had that wonderful opportunity. We met so many amazing and beautiful people who were so kind, and the work brought the kids together. I, they were just so impressive in how hard they worked and how polite they were. The feedback that we got from um, people we met was just so positive about the group, and I. I am sure that it was a life changing um, experience for all of them. The coronavirus, uh, the kind of explosion that happened while we were there, how things escalated, was pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, but the students managed it so, so well, and coming home to the airport was the hardest time. And they just did an amazing job of staying calm. Following directions, being really mindful of hand washing and sanitizing, yep. and um, and they treated each other so respectfully and, and lovingly, and I think it just it really was uh, uplifting for me. And I, I hope all of their families uh, feel very proud of them. They should and our community.
0: Well, thank you so much, Grandma. It was so fun to talk to yeah. you.
1: Oh, well, on a, another note, I can't wait to see you. As I'm here self-isolating, I am missing you big time and and can't wait to sit down with you again.
0: Me too. It's going to be so fun. All
1: right, honey, I'm glad you're doing this, uh, these podcasts. What a super idea. Yeah. Okay. I hope you call me and just chat it up um, off air. Your-
0: Sounds good. Yes. Okay. Uh, This is Aramudi for A Little Local.